0: Like something bad's gonna happen. Like what? You're gonna do something, or play some stupid sound effect, or or like do something crazy, and and this is a Keith Giffen book again because we pivoted instead of going back to drug books, we decided to do a third Keith Giffen book, and as we should, as we should, and this one would make a lot more sense if we'd read the last two books in the right order. You know,
1: I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to eat a Reese's. I mean, to read a Giffen book. You just have to read them in the way that you get them. And this is how I got them from you.
0: <laughs> well, we were talking and it's, wow, it's not how you got them from me. But anyway, we were talking and...
1: No, technically it is how I got them.
0: I mentioned, uh, <laughs> I mentioned that it's not how I delivered them to you. So it's <laughs> like... We were talking, and I mentioned that I thought the Suicide Squad or that the the Injustice League later joined the Suicide Squad and then was eaten by giant killer ants. Uh huh. And I was incorrect. The giant killer ants actually show up in issue two and issue three.
1: Oh uh, okay. Yeah, because I was I like was something doesn't track with what you said, but I wasn't going to say anything.
0: Oh, you had no idea until you read the book. That's true.
1: I didn't until I got to the uh, until I got to like you know the last ten pages and like.
0: Hmm. Hmm. well in in 2001 hmm. keith giffen and Paco <laughs> medina you may know that guy he's yeah. spider boy right now with for dan slot at marvel i, I do
1: uh, believe you said that's like the hottest book of 2023
0: apparently it is dan slot thinks it is and whatever dan slot says on twitter is true i i mean the gospel i mean it is dan slot so kind of yeah. whatever he says is It's like if him or Tom King, right? If Tom King for DC or Dan Slott for Marvel say something, then it's pretty much just true at this point, right? It's
1: I I I suppose so.
0: Like if Dan Slott said he was going to DC, wouldn't Marvel just like Disney would just open the like checkbook and just be like, no, here you go, here you go, buddy. What do you need? I hope that for him. I I actually hope that for
1: him.
0: (laughs) It would be like
1: you know, hey, um, here. You need another? Need, uh, some
0: more? Yeah. And David, okay. the intern, we know you're not out there listening, but David, the intern, loves everything Dan Slot, writes.
1: It, it is true.
0: He's uh, all about it. In fact, I got Dan Slot's autograph for David, the intern. I think it's still sitting here in the house because he never collected it from me. <laughs> so it's yours now. It I guess. It to you. Until he collects it. I mean, if he ever tracks me down, he can have it.
1: He's never collecting
0: it. But anyway, uh, yeah, we've got Suicide Squad number one. Giffen and Medina were tasked to launch the Suicide Squad and um, they took a different take on it than the very popular 80s book, which then became a very popular 2000 teens book because they wanted to go make a movie about the Suicide Squad and they went back to the sort of original. But there's a lot of iterations of the Suicide Squad potentially because, well, you know, the whole nature of the Suicide Squad and the 80s book was Amanda Waller, right? It builds a team of villains, and then mm-hmm. they go out and do missions that nobody else can do, right? Yeah. The impossible. And it gets a lot more complex than that. Uh, one of the fun things about that book is some of the villains stick around, and you appreciate the characters. But it also sort of defeats the purpose of the Suicide Squad. Because in Suicide Squad, then, if anybody can die at any time, mm-hmm. but the guy with the red shirt always dies in every issue. Right. It gets They're all a red suspect. shirts.
1: Right.
0: Well, and here they're all red shirts. But I think in I think one of the the, I love the 80s book, don't get me wrong. But I think one of the problems with that book is you had the ongoing characters like uh, you had the ongoing characters like Captain Boomerang. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you pretty much after a while know that Captain Boomerang probably isn't going to die until he does. (laughs) Uh, You have the ongoing characters like Deadshot. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, at some point they're probably not going to die. So I, the John Ostrander book, I thought was amazing. And it of course, led to so many great things. And of course, they picked that up later. Of course, when they pick that up later, they end up killing Blue Beetle. And I don't even get into that. But anyway, there's <laughs> lots of stuff. Uh, we covered that long ago yeah, on an episode long long
1: ago.
0: long, long ago. I'd have to go look that one. That one's not even posted right now. So it's, when I it's, get so, posted it's it, so I'll remind you.
1: It's so yeah. long ago that if we cover the Blue Beetle again, we'll have to cover yet another, another given book and, and just and just handle oh, the we have uh, to cover
0: the high May book. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, because <laughs> I find that one really good. So I do find that one really good. And, and I haven't even, you know, we, we we could cover the movie, too, for that matter.
1: We could. We could. But we should anyway.
0: We should. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's one of the weaknesses of that book per se. And I think that Giffen wants to sort of establish that there could be, um, in this case, I think in this book, as we get into the story, I think he wants to establish that, uh, well, nobody is safe. Literally, no one is safe. Like, everyone could die at any time.
1: Well, because they make their living dying.
0: Yes. Just as it states. Says in the book. Well, (laughs) in this iteration, it's sort of interesting. uh, We get... On the first page, we get we get the Marvel lineup right on the on the oh, side.
1: Yes, totally. It's a it's a Marvel lineup or like a a nice like Tales from the Crypt headshots, you know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Legion King of Bird. Superheroes. Yeah. Any big team book too, right? Gets these mm-hmm. sort of lineups. But we've got a profile of Major Disaster, Clue Master, Clock King, Multi Man, and Big Sur. And you may remember these guys. They they were the Justice League Antarctica for yeah. Uh, a few pages, like 50 pages, right? <laughs> 50 pages? <laughs> it seemed that way. Seemed that, way. that book was a lot of pages. So many. And uh, and then Giffen's grabbing old car- old friends and uh, bringing them back. Yeah. And I, I, I want to say, if you followed Keith Giffen's career, um, him grabbing old friends isn't necessarily good for those old friends in, in the not. context of the comic book.
1: Oh, that's not good.
0: Now he he likes to kill old friends. Makes sense for a Suicide Squad book. So I don't totally. even know what that noise was. So <laughs> we've got a major disaster vidcam uh, one, and it looks like we can see Multi Man. Uh, is that Big Sur there in the background?
1: It does look like Big Sur in the background.
0: And the Clock King without his mask on, which is always yeah. interesting. I assume that's him cuz he's got and everybody's uniform By the way, the Clock King's mask, Medina's Medina's costumes are are already first first page here. Medina's costumes are on point. And I love the fact that he doesn't try to blend into the Maguire art style at all. No.
1: Yeah, it's it's very it 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 jumps off the page in a very nice like this is very new fresh 2000
0: <laughs> yeah and i just i mean i like that right new book new art style don't necessarily just try to make it the justice league art style right yeah the, so and also um i think sanchez has some pretty heavy inks
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i actually don't mind it too much here no no, because i think it helps with the espre- es- express <laughs> ex- expressive and as expressiveness
1: and the faces yeah, yeah and the aesthetic and of the, the faces and stuff too yeah,
0: yeah. So we get into we've got some uh, cameras uh, that are embedded in these guys, and we find out a couple of things uh, that they're out to rescue some guy named Preston Paddington Bear, like B A Y E R. <laughs> and I, I'm I already I already love this. <laughs> right, it's funny
1: Paddington Bear,
0: <laughs> and uh, we get some we get some different a little bit of different characterization, but pretty much the same, but uh, Big Sur tells Multiman, if pointy-eared man throw up on Big Sur, Big Sur tie a knot in pointy man's throat. So, pointy-eared man's throat. So, Big Sur seems a little bit more aggressive than we remember him. Yeah, a little angry. Yeah. And then we get uh, a character in a wheelchair watching a computer monitor with it looks like a whole bunch of fast food around and we don't really know who this guy is yet. So. Yeah, hanging out. But it looks like a chaotic situation for our friends, the Injustice League. So it doesn't look so good. And we've got a book called Almost a Good Idea by writer Keith Giffen. Pencils by Paco Medina. Inks by Joe Sanchez. Letters by Bill Oakley. Colors by John Calliz, uh, And Heroic Age. Mm-hmm. And assistant editor Stephen Wacker and editor Peter Tomasi, who had a really great run on Superman. Um, okay. That I liked. So another one of those DC folks that edits books and then becomes is gets to finally write some and is really fun. Okay. Uh, specifically with Tomasi, I'm referring to like the Super Sun stuff. And, uh-huh. So, cool. Well, anyway, and the character in the chair who is wheelchair who's got really exceptionally large muscles for somebody who's in a wheelchair.
1: Uh, I think, honestly, like if you're using your arms and your upper body a lot for moving around or getting yourself up and off Chairs and beds and stuff like that. Your upper body and your arms.
0: Yeah, okay. no, I'm with you. Like, I, I am not saying that people in a wheelchair don't have muscles, but his muscles are the size of the chair. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, I'm, this guy is huge.
1: He's a big man.
0: He could have been in those Captain America like. Uh, yeah, yeah. With what was that guy's Star Battle?
1: yes yes he could have been he could have been in that he could have been fighting uh Battlestar Galactica yeah and yeah could have been in that
0: could have probably uh, Johnny Walker the (laughs) the choice of the drink wait the peacemaker right yes yeah so anyway we get a lot of Giffeny dialogue going on which is pretty cool Oh yeah and and there's lots of words on the page but again we were talking about their fun words
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. it's just going back and forth, and I think we get this whole page of of the guy here in green uh, talking, and he's like, "I said I knew this was a bad idea," and somebody in the background's like, "They volunteered," and he's like, "Willing isn't able," and at the same time, we've got dialogue on the other side of the page with uh, uh, the J with the uh, Justice League Antarctica slash Injustice League guys talking to each other slash
1: Suicide Squad. <laughs>
0: Right. We get like a kill me now, which I don't I don't know. They should do that. Kidding. He was kidding. You oversized miscreant. <laughs> so apparently somebody said kill me now. And Big Sir thought that they should do that. I should kill you now. And anyway, they're just like, it's a really bad idea. And then we get a flashback and we see major disaster in a prison jumpsuit. <laughs> and. I'm going to sum up this dialogue, which was actually quite entertaining, simply by saying that Major Disaster volunteered all of his friends to be in the Suicide Squad. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> it's not like a good idea. Sure. Let's all do it. Yeah.
0: Why not? All of us? <laughs> and then Multiman's like, he told you what? I'd. And then we get back to the team. And we get Major Disaster trying to lead the team. He's like, Path of Least Resistance, people. Let's not try to make this harder. And Clock King's like, who died and left you in charge? (laughs) They seem a little bitter about their... Oh, yeah. past interactions.
1: They're not happy. Yeah,
0: and, you know, here we go. They're kind of going back and forth. And they hear in the background, and we find out what this guy's name. We get a a thing. He says, if I have to listen... This is the guy at the computer... Too much more of this. My head will explode. Tell me what. uh, Tell you what. How about me being in charge? And Clock King says, thank you, Mr. Bulldozer. So (laughs) it's Bulldozer. Bulldozer. And Bulldozer. So where do you think Bulldozer comes from?
1: Um, He comes from the he comes from he. I would assume comes from a military background.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, So if you are thinking about DC Comics.
1: Yeah, that comes from Sergeant Rock. Robin.
0: Sergeant Rock, yeah. So <laughs> we've got Bulldozer. His his name was Corporal Horace Bulldozer Canfield and he served in Easy Company as Sergeant Rock's second in command. And if you go to if you go to uh the the if you go to his page on the DC fandom, there's a beautiful joke Hubert cover. Uh huh of bulldozer holding a puppy as planes fly overhead yeah Yeah. so what a nice guy he holds he saves puppies from horrible german bombing raids yeah so uh, his powers and ability are firearms hand-to-hand combat and military protocol so he's clearly employing his power of military protocol here yes so let's see how he does. He seems to be giving up already,
1: though. Like, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I have a team of idiots. I I come from a background of people that are are fully capable human beings, and these, these guys are dimwits.
0: He doesn't seem to be using his assets very well, though. I think if he had, like, super military protocol powers, he could get them in line and use his assets effectively. You would think, but... Well, what we find out is that they're going after some Iceland terrorists in in Iceland. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And we get some comments. Uh, clue Master is back. Remember, he had the power oh, yes. to. Um, he has no powers. He
1: has no powers, but he can leave a clue.
0: Right. Or he you. could write the things for the game show so Big Sir could win. Remember, we yes. found that out. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Clue Master. Yeah. And uh, anyway. <laughs> but they find out that it's actually a small island off the coast of Iceland
1: Uh uh-huh.
0: and it doesn't and now Clock King's getting as far as Clock King seems a lot more smarmy than I remember
1: yeah no this this version of Clock King is like very like very mouthy
0: <laughs> which is cool I like it he talks about time a lot less though yeah which is disappointing I know it's and like... Bulldozer's just like take me now it's <laughs>
1: He's done with these folks. I can't deal with it. <laughs>
0: well, they get to a it looks like a giant fortress, and Major Disaster's looking up, and he's like, "It looks deserted." And bulldozer's like, "No, it's not." And Clue Master takes the things, and he looks up, and he goes, "Dead body, male, mid twenties, by the look of it." And Clocking's like, "Spare us." How do you know he's dead? And Clock and uh, Clue Master's like, uh, "He's cut in half.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: cut in half. Dead." So it seems to be the tip off and they're scouting out the whole area and they're looking around and uh clue master notes. Okay. We've got three dead guards lying in plain sight and the security system's down. It's like, how do you know that? And he's like, the security rotating arms are frosted at the pivot joints. So, all right. So I've <laughs> been working in a little, <laughs> in a little while. So uh, yeah. for some <laughs> So nothing's working and we get, uh, get some back and uh, bulldozers like the clue master guy. Doesn't he have a kid? And he's like, oh, well, what the hell was he thinking then? So that's always a good sign. Right. And now we get a flip to prisoner clue master. Cause we know that. Cause they were just talking about the clue master. Not that you could necessarily tell based. Well, I guess the blonde hair at the top. Yeah. So, uh, but he, when he joins the suicide squad, he's emphasizing. He wants to atone for his past, for his daughter and he asks if they could let his daughter know, uh, you know, if he dies that he was trying to do good things and then nobody responds to him. And he's just like, forget it. Okay. And so, you know, with clue master too, it's interesting because clue master they're making at, at this time a fairly big push for Stephanie Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause his name is Arthur Brown and his daughter and Stephanie Brown, uh, is spoiler and Batgirl at various times. So they're mm. just trying to push this new character um, who appeared in. Well, not new character at that point, but it had appeared in Robin. I say new character, but first appearance in 1992. So the character had been around for a while. <laughs> when you were reading this, the character was slightly an idiot. <laughs> Yeah, well, the character is nine nine years yeah, old, nine but years I wasn't old. reading a lot of Robin and Batman yeah. universe books, Right. so I didn't necessarily know the the long term history of it. But uh, yeah, so Stephanie Brown, long term character, and so they're tying that back in. So you kind of have the touch points too, right? Because the spoiler <laughs> character wouldn't have existed when they did the Justice League Antarctica. You had a little mm-hmm. bit in between here uh, with the reveals and things like that, and so mm-hmm. and then uh, it's kind of a uh well now now this would be fun controversial discussion but a pseudo love interest of tim drake but then definitely wouldn't be now so yeah okay
1: <laughs> characters point, have evolved over yeah. time
0: I mean, she just, she, things change because things change. writers change and yeah. these are fictional characters and they are what the writer writes them to be yeah and by the way if you don't like that, don't read the book. Don't read it. Things can change and you can change, too, by changing the story that you're reading. Oh, my God. They're fictional stories. Did you know these are imaginary fictional stories about <laughs> fictional characters? I know. It's like but if you get on the Internet, it's like you've destroyed somebody's childhood when you write a story. Batman's oh. not real. Shut up. Yeah. He's Batman's silly. not real. Oh, Superman is totally real. Don't blaspheme.
1: <laughs> no, Superman's dog is real. Superman's not
0: real. Superman's dog is definitely real. Crypto is very real. <laughs> but anyway, now we get... Uh, Spoken
1: like a true crypto boy.
0: Yeah, and I would I would actually say, like, I have gone back and look at a couple of the Spoiler and Robin stories. I've not read a ton of them, but kind of think of the Black Cat and is it Black Cat and Spider-Man vibe. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Kind of that vibe.
1: So That kind of vibe in the older yeah. ones, yeah. I got it.
0: So, and I would say Catwoman and Batman vibe, but nah, I think it's more of yeah. a Black Cat Spidey vibe. But yeah. anyway, uh, we get, we're back to our heroes, in quotes. <laughs> heroes, in quotes. <laughs> and they said they've covered half a mile in plain sight. And, you know, the sad thing is even Multiman man starting to look decently competent here. Yeah. So... And they get some information, and it looks like it says something about the Foresight Foundation. And they're like, Mr. Boldozer, are you getting that? And Bulldozer are like, do you want me to respond? He's like, no response. And so he says, let's stay focused on the mission. So he doesn't give them any information about it. And and Clue Master's like, something uh, is this starting to feel real familiar. And Multi Man's <laughs> like, familiar? <laughs> like, what? And they're all just kind of looking around. And then this kid in a... In uh, overalls, just starts walking out, and Big Sir is like, "Hey there, like, hello, little boy, are you losted?" And they're trying to figure out what makes things look so familiar, and they're timing everything out in the background. They're not really paying attention to Big Sir, and the the child says, "I'm a popper, like a popper. What's a popper?" And then explodes, and Big Sir is dead.
1: Oh no, not Big Sir!
0: Yeah, this is like dead on camera. Yeah, like dead, really dead on page, right? Dead like, on page. Like very dead. Like, yeah, he's, eyes he's rolled in cold. the back of his head. Dead, 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 dead. And yep. the kid, the, the exploding child just keeps walking uh, <laughs> and it gets shot in the head. Yeah, by a clock king, I guess I would assume. Yeah. I don't know. Does clock king shoot things? He does now. Yeah. <laughs> Guess he has, like, hands. Maybe his clock hands. He shoots it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Ka-chink.
0: Oh, it, I guess Clock King did not get him. It was... Clue, I don't know. Anyway, uh, somebody shot master, him. Clue Master,
1: Clock King. Somebody did.
0: They're all trying to. Oh, he didn't shoot him. It was a sedative charge. Okay. Oh, okay. And then Clock King's like, oh, now we get some classic Clock King here. He'll be out for the next 59 minutes and 70, 17 seconds. <laughs> uh, And then... Uh, Multi man who interacted with Big Sir a lot, if you'll remember from before, he's over there. You stupid, boneheaded, good for nothing. He's like kicking him, <laughs> and he's mourning in his way. And Clue Master's like, now that's just sick. And Bulldozer's soaking this in because even though he's a combat veteran, he obviously doesn't like to lose people in his company. Yeah. No pun intended. So, uh. And the off-panel person says it doesn't get any easier, and bulldozer says I I should damn well hope not. And off-panel they're like later uh, we'll, we'll mourn our dead, and they're all like what? <laughs> He's like later suck it in till till we're done here, and I'll do it later. <laughs> so we get we flip to the page and they enter in to where the supposed kidnappers I guess would have been. Yeah, and like, something's jammed up, and yeah, it's because there are dead people all over the ground. Yeah,
1: a bunch of dead people. All
0: all been murdered, and they're like, that's not good. They're all over the place. (laughs) And Clue Master says, I hate to be the one to break this to you, Mr. Bulldozer, but odds of us finding this bear guy alive just took a nasty jump. And Bulldozer's like, you gambling man, Cluemaster? Cluemaster's like, no, I ain't. He said, well, I am. Move him out. Uh, So did you hear that? So... Then all these little kids start appearing. I'm a popper. I'm a popper. I'm a popper. Oh, no. And say, so not good. And Multi Man says, no, my new powers just arrived. I think I can cut our problem down to size. And whatever his new powers are, all of the kids just drop down. Yeah. And uh, like, finally, after all this time, something useful.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <What>? So after, <laughs> he's all offended. And trust me, I've read many issues with multi-man, and at no point were the powers that he got actually useful.
1: Hmm.
0: So, all right. I mean, it may have happened once, but I certainly haven't read an issue.
1: You never saw it.
0: Um, and Boulder's just like, just when you think you've seen it all, and we get a guy with glasses on sitting in chair. He says, "Company." Uh. And major disaster like oh, wonderful, just wonderful. And there is a big, giant red thing. Yeah. With it's, eyes and a nose, and it looks ah. like it, it.
1: It looks like if you made a uh, a furby out of spaghettios, which I saw a picture of on the internet today. And it it also it, it looked it looks scary and delicious at the same time. Not that this looks scary. It, this looks scary? This doesn't look delicious, but it does look like furby covered in Cheerios to me. well
0: well, this good villain with his spaghetti for spaghetti o furry goes ahead and tells us about his plot so he says they weren't children they were organic constructs if that makes you feel any better her attempt okay so at providing family for lack of a better term and clue master's like your lady friend have a name and we hear wife as a uh i guess psionic shout uh And he says, Eve seems to be under the misapprehension that she and I are husband and wife. He's like, Eve. He said, our first attempt at cloning a metahuman from a genetic blueprint of our design. A modest success. Okay, so we've got a cloned metahuman. I'm not sure who they cloned. Someone. (laughs) And that metahuman creates little kids that blow up. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, he says there you see manufactured from her mass little more than fleshy automatons shrink them all down. Let the eggheads deal with it. Uh, What shrink them? Uh, He's like, you don't have to tell me. So he tries to shrink all the little things, but he gets shot. So multi man, I say multi man tries to shrink them again and gets shot. And that says the uh, guy says, did it ever occur to you that uh, she wouldn't have sent the children to abduct me? Uh, should I even have to ask that question? So he's trying to protect his creation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. And murders Multiman. So two down. Two down. And the art here is really interesting because I don't know. How do you feel about these off screen shooting and stuff, but then just people falling down? Do you think they had to do that because of the comics code? Probably. I'm going to say this. Believe it or not, this book has a comics code authority stamp yeah. on it. I think I mean,
1: they had I think they had to do that because they've got, I mean, obviously in like we see a bunch of shooting, <laughs> a bunch of there's like like in the next page' just like guns, people with guns, uh, muzzle burst, it looks like, and people getting shot, but you don't see it's like they're not in the same panels. so it's all it's all happening, but it's not in the same things. So yeah, I think they had to move it around so that it's not so you're like what's happening oh that person got shot from where from who well we can't tell you who or how but we can tell you they got shot (laughs) yeah
0: well in the next phase we get uh the guy so the old man he's like unfortunately she's never seen a james bond movie and clueless Major disaster's like, what's that supposed to mean? And Clue Master's like means she's not going to waste time talking. And then all of these stabby things
1: yeah.
0: start flying through the air and uh down goes clocking. Like uh they're they're going fast now. It's it's not yeah. I don't even know where these stabby things came from. I don't know. Uh really they came, came from, from her me, skin. Like, yeah. So yeah. It came out of her. So now we guess it's and now we get some Now we get some word balloons for uh, word balloons coming from uh, Major Disaster. He says, all jumbled in my head. Clue Master, he saved my life twice, I think. Uh, He was supposed to do that. I mean, you know, Suicide Squad and all. Or was he supposed to do that? You know, I mean, Suicide Squad and all. They weren't kids. I don't think I could live with myself if. And he gets told not to think about it. it's like, right, focus. Uh, Look, they're all dead. All right, multi- multi sir clock and clue master i know i know his goddamn name you don't have to tell me and is there anything else you can tell us he Says, tell you that bear guy they came down so much marmier. you ask me wasn't worth it and he gets asked do you remember triggering the earthquake and he's like no uh he thought it was funny that some pathetic creature he created would fixate on him like that he wasn't worth it Oh, and I don't care what you heartless scum say. As soon as I cut loose, I'm hunting down Clue Master's kid and telling her her dad died a hero.
1: It's a crazy page
0: of just action and and everything and just everything going on. Well, and also, too, I think like Clue uh, Major Disaster's powers are really hard to draw. yeah right I've seen like in the past sort of like a sort of circular thing sort of come to from his head Um, kind of like uh, how they would render uh, what is wrong with my brain today not Cyclops's brother Havoc yeah how they sort of render Havoc's powers so same kind of idea different power set but Mm -hmm. same Havoc created no pun intended right and so they're trying to display an earthquake so you just see everything like falling down around him I think the page is really neat um, it is neat. It looks c- super cool. And this Medina art is crazy. Like, oh, yeah. There's stuff happening everywhere. And it appears that Clue Master dies. I will say that Clear Ma- Clue Master is the only person that doesn't actually die on panel. Like, it looks like it, but you don't see a dead body.
1: You don't see one.
0: So uh, I think they leave that open a little bit on purpose just in case they want to use the character again. And spoiler, they do. So, so you um, do die. I'll also say, uh, if you look at the notes, uh, it was Multiman's apparent death as well. Uh, It says in the notes, but that one doesn't seem so apparent. So somebody, I would say somebody decided that they wanted to use Multiman again, so they brought him back. We will use Multiman again. (laughs) That wasn't one I ever thought they'd bring back. As they were kind of going through the characters in here, I remember reading this the first time, and I was like, man. Yeah, they're doing a lot with Cluemaster here, and then they're going to kill him off at the end of the story. That kind of sucks. <laughs> it's
1: like, oh, why would you do that?
0: Yeah, it's sort of like, I mean, it's, Um, I think, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I'm not comparing this to the quality of the other thing, but kind of reminds me of Rogue One. Oh, yeah. I mean. <sighs> how the story, the, how the story is constructed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To build up, to building a team, to just basically have them all die.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, you know, they're trying to, get to Care a little
1: bit about, yeah. Them. I mean, you do, and I mean, that's what I, 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 personally feel like. I mean, that's why I like the movie so much because the story itself is very, um, it's, it's a, even though it's a space story, it's very human, right? I mean, there's a lot of emotion that goes into all that, into, into the storytelling that's going on, and the the type of story that it is, it's not your typical type of story. It's not what you're, you're told to like, (laughs) you know, it's not a happy ending. (laughs) Yeah. I think I like that. That's what I
0: like about this book. It's not a happy ending. No, It's 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 jacked up. It's 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 jacked up. (laughs) Really jacked up. And we get, when we turn the page, it gets more jacked up because seven (laughs) weeks earlier, bag motels, wannabe supervillains, and sudden death. That's what you're offering me. And we get a picture of Bulldozer, and somebody in the background says, your bed at the VA is still vacant. Pretty cushy if you're into ugly nurses. Wow. Mm-mm. And Bulldozer says, what's the downside? And the response is, you get to watch them die. Upside, some of them deserve to die. And Bulldozer says, nurses are ugly, so how many times does this make it you've been assumed dead? And it says more than I can count rock of ages bulldozer. So we get Sergeant rock and we find out that Sergeant rock brought back the suicide squad. And that is the end of our book. And <sighs> I'll just say, I read all 12 issues. Um, I think yeah. it goes, it ends up going a little bit too quick in some respects. Cause I, I think uh, later on in the issues, cause I think they find out they're getting canceled. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of like this series. Um, What I will say is in in remembering back on it, I did think uh, a couple things about it. They do end up bringing some classic DC villains in here into the series. Uh, Killer Frost comes in, I think, in issue two. Oh, that's cool. Which is interesting. Yeah. Well, and also maybe illustrates how underused she was at the time. Uh Uh, Maybe it wasn't issue two. It looks like issue three, but pretty soon. uh, Deadshot does show up in the series at some point, so you'll have some more folks. I was just kind of looking at the cast Mm -hmm. members that show up. Um, They do start to build uh, it builds sort of around the uh, support characters. Mm -hmm. And so they are sort of true to that last couple pages of it. Um, and I thought that was kind of interesting. So I mean, the heroes are the ones dying, right? Or the you know the folks in the story, right? Right. Um, but theoretically dying, but you've got the folks back that literally, like he promised, you get to watch them die. So I it was interesting, uh, and it was I thought it was an interesting series. I enjoyed it, but then I thought they had to wrap it up too quickly. It gets into a little bit of Sergeant Rock stuff at the end of the series, uh, Uh an issue like 11 and 12. But I would say if you're going to go back, you know, it's one that's worth a read. I would just also say I was disappointed that they chose to only make it a 12-issue arc. But uh, then again, I don't think it was selling particularly well. So that's probably what happened. And I I think that, you know, part of the problem was, you know, it's that classic uh, thing we were just talking about, right? Reader picks it up and they're thinking they're going to get the John Ostrander's Suicide Squad. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the it, Keith Giffen Suicide Squad. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, no.
1: It, what is this? What have you done? Giving you something different. And we think you're going to enjoy it. I don't enjoy it, but I like it. Give
0: me more. But the art's crazy. Yeah. Good, and Paco Medina draws all 12 issues, I think. OK, that's cool. So we'll, we'll enjoy it for 11 more issues. Yeah, we're not going to cover this for 11 more issues. Oh, come is gonna on. going to be our last one. Oh, Dan, you can't tease me like this. With, with I didn't tease you, though, so I did do you a favor. I went ahead, and in our full shared folder, I put all 12 issues in there oh. for you. So if you want to keep reading, you can keep reading. This is the last one we're going to do on the podcast, though, because this is our last sort of – I just wanted to bring uh, – you know, I wanted to grab – I think we, we talked – first off, we talked about – I mentioned the book and I thought it was the ants and the ants were in issue two and three. So, so we had to read two and, two and three and talk about that so that we can you get to read ants. about the ants. No, we don't no, we have, have to do this. I don't no, we always do. have to be she a talked to,
1: You talked about it. We have to.
0: Yeah, that's not true. So <laughs> the, uh, I, I can, I can actually show some self-restraint, but uh, okay. when you're looking at this too, I think, it's I think nice one of the great. fun things about it, it, it is a different take. I also, you know i thought we'd get to see the the sort of wrap up of the justice league antarctica and i think sometimes too i think it's fun to grab a book uh that somebody wrote that you enjoy that maybe Mm -hmm. didn't uh, uh, receive great critical success or great sales success but i still really enjoy the book and i feel like it was a take on something that gave you know provided the opportunity to introduce some new characters and try them out right
1: oh definitely it it like like we were saying earlier it 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 has a lot of great things that make this story you want to read it. And even though it, it it's like, oh, man, they all die. But it's like, well, what's going to happen next? then? <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm like, what's going to happen next? Dan, <laughs> Dan what's going to happen next? <laughs> Damn you.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, when you you think about, too, I mean, getting to read some stuff that some early work for an artist is kind of fun, too. So now if you want to see how he evolved and I, I know the the Spider Boy stuff looks it looks similar, but different. It looks smoother,
1: similar, but different, smoother.
0: And you, know, you can definitely tell it's the same artist. That's for sure. But, yeah, you know, take a look. Uh, follow Paco Medina's work, too. I think it, it's worth taking a look at. But uh, I want to go ahead and wrap this one up. I don't know. Like, I think people are going to be disappointed because I wasn't super sad reading this one. <laughs> you weren't super sad besides when clue master died i mean i shed you're a couple tears
1: like, oh, master why
0: you didn't care about clock king you're like eh, whatever
1: you didn't even you no. didn't even care about when when pointy ears died
0: and well when multi-man died i was happy because i hate that character <laughs> i i think you should I, I think you should kill him for every time he changes personality
1: what what about what about big sir
0: i cared about big sir did but you Big Sur is one of those characters, too. Like, how invested can you get in the character? It's not like they ever gave the character much <laughs> he, depth.
1: He carried the raft all the way from the beach, yeah, Dan.
0: They didn't give the character a lot of depth.
1: He didn't need to, but he did because he was afraid somebody was going to steal it.
0: I think they were trying to do that with Clue Master, though, right? Like, yeah. give the character a little bit of depth. Oh, uh, death. Yeah. yeah. Depth, yeah, same thing. A depth, a depth to his death because he's got a daughter now.
1: And he's trying to, he's doing this because he's like, he's... Signed up for this because you know he's trying to do right by stuff or whatever.
0: And I mentioned before too, Major Disaster is going to get a run with the Justice League in the main book, so yeah. I, they're trying to you know build up this character. Who I hated the new costume they gave him, but in you <laughs> didn't like it. The Justice League, no, this oh, costume oh, was fine. This costume there was, was fine. another costume where he's wearing a giant trench coat around. Oh, uh, kind of reminds us of our friend the 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 bad. Sad Lobo. Sad Lobo. Sad Lobo. Uh, Captain America Books. books. Crappy Lobo. (laughs) Yeah. Crossbones. Yeah. Oh, crappy Bane. Whatever. Crappy Bane. Bane came after him, we discovered. But yeah, this... So I liked it. Um, But yeah, they... I mean, again, too, I think it was... It's good because, you know, he gives... uh, the character will show up a few more times in this book, but they're also setting him up for a run in, in Justice League. And interesting to see what they can do with a probably overpowered character, right? Like, what yeah. is a power like major disaster? I can cause disasters. Good God. Okay, that seems like a, a little lot. bit overpowered, and I'm not really sure how that works, but okay. Seems like a lot. So, yeah, fun, interesting book. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we decided that next time we might read some Destroyer Duck destroyer
1: duck Angrious and duck
0: you the seem quackamers. yeah I, well i bought a book from tomorrow's for greg and, and never remember to give it to him so i finally gave him the pdf of his own book and uh he read it and i haven't yet and you say
1: i say it's a fun read it's a it's absolutely bonkers because you've got it's bizarro howard the duck that's the best way to describe it it is a lot uh Reading the history because it's like a lot of history pages about how this came of creation, all the different stuff, and we'll get into that when we talk about it on the actual podcast. But just the the, the high notes, I mean, it it's there's a lot of um, discussion going on as to the comics industry uh, at the time, and it's very interesting because the same problems that comics creators are dealing with currently. Believe it or not, are the same problems that they were dealing with back then. So well, it's yeah. not not anything different, folks. <laughs> are you going to give
0: the rough sales pitch right? Like Steve Gerber creates Howard the Duck. Yes. Steve contracts Gerber. with Marvel. Uh, yes. You and go ahead. <laughs> and they wouldn't release his character rights to him.
1: So in in his in his own way to get get back at them, he creates Destroyer Duck, which is this. Uh-huh. Amazing story,
0: <laughs> and uh, and the really crazy thing about it is another guy who wanted to get back at Marvel and DC drew the book. And oh yeah, who would that be?
1: Uh, some some unheard unknown unknown. <laughs> no unknown. The, yeah. The, no no, <laughs> uh, the king himself.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jack Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the pencils on this book so it's nuts you've got two uh folks that are fed up with a couple with the big two and they decide to go uh create this book and tomorrow's uh put out a hardcover uh about a year ago i think and so we're gonna take a look at the story and so i'll i'll read a couple issues i'll see how far i can get uh greg is a much bigger fan of howard the duck than i am I, I will
1: tell you I will tell you the best part about this is to read the scripting and the dialogue that goes back and forth. like you can see in the script um, you know all the like the like the discussion or like the one-sided discussion uh, going back and forth to Kirby of like how how he's feeling like this is what I want And it's like, oh my god, this is this I love I love how they how he wrote the script. him because it's like here you go this is what i I, it's it is so gold (laughs) it's just there you go it's a it's it's a real fun read it's like uh i i can't it's like when you put mentos in a coke okay (laughs)
0: well well with that description we'll see how far i can get into this book and uh we know greg likes it we'll see if dan likes it and we'll see if greg's the only one talking after i pass out halfway through the episode trying to figure out what's going on in the book
1: (laughs) oh you'll be able to follow it it's it's whoo it's it's crazy
0: (laughs) well we're about to sign out of here uh i know you have a kickstarter promote but it's not (sighs) yours it well it it it
1: it's not technically mine it's it's john horsley's the the uh the mothership here at uh, at uh, the spoilerverse but uh, so but i edited the the issues that consist uh, that that make up this john lee nonley issues 1 through 5 collected book uh kickstarter that he's put out for the john lee nonley series or john lee nonley john lee nonley john lee nonley i you know after working on this for 6 months i still don't know and well, reading, and well i've so honestly like i've i've known about this book series for how long i've known john since 2014 15 i've known john for a long time he's had these books um like in like you know like little zine style books and stuff like that or like you know i printed this comic book and uh it it, it was one of those things that he always wanted to put out well this is his, his big I'm putting this out and uh, you can go check out J O N L Y N O N L Y at Kickstarter and check that out it's it's the the elevator pitch is South Park meets Trailer Park Boys and has a baby and it's called John Lennonley and uh, it's if that's kind of, if that kind of humor uh, of those two things is is what you like, you're going to like this kind of book because it is very much some of it is of its time. But a lot of it is like, oh, hey, no, it's 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 it is dead on funny. <laughs>
0: so and that and of course, you know, uh, he helped us get our start from the mothership, the spoiler verse. Yes, the spoiler verse Yes. Uh, and so we always appreciate John and Kenrick for getting us to start. Uh, and then also, uh, you have uh, announcement for one of your own
1: books. Oh uh, no, no, I don't.
0: Oh, I'm looking at it right here on Amazon. Well, I I
1: am not able to talk about it. So.
0: <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, <laughs> I will not let you talk about the book I can purchase on am- pre order on Amazon right now that would Bye. be delivered to me on March sixth.
1: The worst part is, is I haven't got the green light to talk about this book that's on Amazon.
0: Well, that's crazy because it's right here on Amazon and I can see by Greg Smith and Michael Tanner, illustrated by Gabriel Gomez. So you can't talk about it, but I can. It's right here. (laughs) But I won't say what it's called. I'm just saying if you went to Amazon and you searched those authors and illustrator, then you could find this book.
1: That's true, but if you if you did a backwards search for Junior Braves and related things to Junior Braves by the
0: creator Greg Smith, you might find the book
1: Easter Egg.
0: Well, I'm could also just drop a link to this page that you can't what? talk about. Yeah, oh my amazing! Gosh. You can't talk about this. So
1: I, I, the worst part is, I just I have like I like i I've asked and I, I'm waiting for. I mean, I guess I could ask for forgiveness, but
0: I, well, I, I didn't but, say what it is or who it's by, or who publishes it. So we didn't really talk about it. I just said, so I'll say, very soon, Greg will be having an announcement about a brand new book uh, written by him and his co-author at Junior Braves of the Apocalypse, Michael Tanner. And so look out for that soon, coming from Greg. And I'll just say, I'm looking at it right now, and it looks super cool. I've got a cover image and everything. I've got it pulled up on my Amazon page. And uh, yeah,
1: I can even tell you I mean like uh, they they made t-shirts and stickers and
0: everything (laughs) Ooh, we got t-shirts and stickers and everything (laughs) they made merch (laughs) well I guess I'll be reading that book pretty soon and we'll review it sometime in March I hope not I'm just joking wow (laughs) what if I pre-order it right now would you sign it yeah that's good it's uh, honestly it's a it's I I'm very happy with it it's a it's a really good series should i pre-order it or should i buy it from you do whatever you want
1: honestly pre-orders are great because it just means the numbers are up
0: (laughs) maybe i should pre-order this right here i can't right now though because i'm on my business amazon account (laughs) (laughs) unless they want unless the business wants to buy the book which it might so sometimes sometimes the business does want to buy the book so we'll see but anyway uh yeah Hey, I could buy. I could get two on the hashtag book group website, and if I use the spooky twenty three shop code, I would get twenty percent off. (gasps) But I have to buy two copies to do that because that. You can give one to a friend, and reading. I could give one to a friend. I give people. Giving is living. Sharing is
1: caring, and
0: reading is the best. Oh, it won't let me pre-order it here, though. Unfortunately, Only, (laughs) only on Amazon. That's unfortunate. (laughs) That's what happens in live. I'm going to leave this right all here. So, you know what? We are. We are. We are getting you ready. You're going to hear about this soon. So be excited with Greg's new release coming up soon. And uh, I can't wait for him to get to be able to share it with you, even though he can't share it with you. I I could just start reading the description for the. (laughs) 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 pre-order Terrible. I could, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm going to let you all look up Greg Smith and Michael Tanner. That'd be Greg K. Smith, because if you look at other Hachette book group authors, there's another author named Greg Smith, and he wrote Why I Left Goldman Sachs, which... (laughs) yeah we understand you're a moron for working there so like yeah we get it right and if you by the (laughs) way if you're one of your listener our listeners and you've worked or work at you can't can you can't work for goldman sachs anymore can you i don't know and that well if if you work for goldman sachs or worked at goldman sachs and you're a nice person we we like you too so you're you're probably fine i'm just saying that that seems like a, a company that I guess the Goldman Sachs is still open. How how is Goldman Sachs still open? I don't want to turn this into political podcast, but I, I don't know. I feel like the, the irony like they is should like have our- closed in two thousand eight. <laughs> for for those listening,
1: Dan and I did a, a test podcast, and our test podcast was a a very like worldly podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Nobody. Anyway. Well. Anyway. You, you. I guess you can still work for Goldman Sachs. Um. I. I don't recommend it, but you could. I mean. I work for the devil, so you know it's it's all good. So And the devil wears Prada. The devil sells Prada. So anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we're gonna we're 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 gonna wrap this baby up before I get in trouble. And, wrap uh, the baby up and throw it out the dishwasher. We're gonna wrap the baby up and pop it all over you. Yeah. Poor big sir. Poor big brum, sir. Popper. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, all right well i smiled a little bit more after we got out of that book and it's a, it's a good book and i will yeah. say uh a, a 12 issue series worth grabbing I, I know you can even i think you can grab the whole thing it's one trade so anyway if you're into it go read it and uh yeah And get out of here and we will see you next week
1: see you next week